Welcome, everybody, to the new episode of Corona Conversations. My name is Caleb. My name is Anna. And today we're talking about episode 15 of season two, The Brothers Hook. This episode was written by Ricky Roxburg and boarded by Wendy Sullivan and Shane Zalvin. It was directed by old hand Tom Caulfield. Uh, so let's just get right into it. What did you think about this episode, Anna? Well, it was kind of fun watching it with Sophie because I could actually talk to someone when I had something, I had a thought, and I didn't have to save it all. Um, I did like it. I thought it was kind of fun that we got to have a little bit of a flashback. Um, I, I thought the apple fight was kind of funny at the beginning, but it kind of grossed me out when Eugene said he would eat the apple even with horse slobber on it. Okay. I wrote the same thing down. I was like, Eugene would eat a horse slobbered apple? What? Yes, that was kind of disgusting. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's in character for him, but that was pretty funny. Yeah, and then I liked how Rapunzel was saying, yeah, we can get there in plenty of time if we walk double speed and also do not stop or rest. <laughs> yeah, she's really... um really taking on more of that direct leadership uh, now that she's kind of coming into her own. And... Yeah, yeah, I can really, I can really tell. And then they got there for like the last two notes and she said those were really amazing last two notes. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. That reminded me of all the times when like you're supposed to go to a, something you've been looking forward to, like a concert or a play, and then you show up late or something. Like that one time we went to Peter and the Star Catcher and I really wanted to see it and we showed up like five minutes late and so we missed the opening scene that we performed together in class. Yeah, that was kind of a bummer. That was like the one scene I really wanted to see the most because we'd actually performed it. So it was kind of funny. Yeah, there was one other thing that I've been finding, trying to think. Um, the seal wedding was just hilarious. Sophie was that was really funny too i couldn't believe they, they that they were seals getting married and okay it was really funny okay so i wrote this down it's another instance of just how far animal rights has come in this world we've got horses that can be locked in jail we've got um seals that can be judges and um decide the winner of dance contests and get married I'm pretty sure animals are on equal footing in this world. Well, I feel like they have gotten a lot more, like, rights and stuff recently. Um, you know, like, there's cat weddings and stuff, but, I mean, obviously they're not official, but... Um, they have cat weddings. How did I not... How did I not know about that? You've never seen a cat wedding? I want to marry a cat. No, not two, two cats. Two cats. <laughs> I'm going to both be cats. Oh, they, they had one at a cat cafe, and um, Cake Boss made a cake for the cats. Anyway, <laughs> that happened. Um, but my favorite, favorite part of this entire episode was when the seal... <laughs> went up to judge and then I thought she was just going to walk over and like pick someone 
but then they had the horn honking and that is just so perfect and so seal like I almost lost it but I had to be kind of quiet but it was I was inside I was laughing very hard because that is I was not expecting that and that's exactly what they do at the circus and I was so afraid that she honked the winning horn <laughs> yeah the, I'm a little curious about those seals maybe I missed it but why exactly did were they so important in the kingdom why are they having a wedding with that fancy king guy for seals well, the king guy is kind of the king guy is kind of crazy. He reminds me of Prince Raj from um, Ekagami Ishiriyuki, because um, he's he's so crazy and does that. Uh, I feel like he could do that snapping thing that Raj does, except like he'd do it with a dance move. I was not expecting him to be such a good dancer doing the worm and everything. And okay, yeah, that that dancer. That dance off, they were throwing down. Yeah, I thought his bloomers were really funny and his little sparkling booties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, going back to the beginning, did you know that Hookfoot and the piano playing guy were brothers? No, I did not. Okay, because I wasn't sure if that was something they had established before or if it was new for this episode. For me, it was new. Yeah, but that was kind of, kind of a uh, a fun thing. The hook, the hook foot, and the hook hand being related, which makes yeah, I was... hook is a genetic, like a genetic thing, but it can't be. Hmm. Um, I wanted to mention that the crazy king calls Pascal a green shoulder slug. Yeah, that was pretty funny. So he'll perform a wedding for seals, but he doesn't know the difference between a slug and a chameleon. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, one thing I thought was interesting, you know how a couple episodes ago you were saying that it was weird that they brought Eugene along considering he's such a wanted man still? Yes. And in this episode, the king of the city or whatever was like, you're still wanted in this city, you know. Yeah, that's true. They should keep him in the caravan. <laughs> they didn't give him a disguise to wear. I can picture him wearing a goofy mustache for the rest of the season. I could too. I was kind of surprised actually that I wonder if Hookhand's ever going to be back. Like they had him actually leave. I didn't. I thought he would say, "Oh no, I can't leave my friends." But they were like, "Get out of here, Hookhand. More room in the caravan without you." Okay, so I actually love that ending because it was a sweet way to get rid of Hookfoot because he gets to be with his brother and their relationship is a lot better now. And then also kind of like they have a lot of characters in the caravan. There's Cassandra and Shorty and Eugene and Pascal and Max. And so getting rid of Hookfoot just will be a way to focus on the ones that we do have more. And he was like, he was always kind of a funny comedy relief guy, but he never really like I didn't love him I mean I'm fine with him leaving you didn't love him I mean he's funny I guess but I wasn't super attached to his character or anything so I mean I'm cool with it I mean it was a very graceful way to get him off the show I don't know how Hallmark is going to write off Lori Laughlin's character because that was a very ungraceful exit she's going to have to have so at least this one was planned and, and good it made sense. You and your Hallmark show. 
Well, Lori Laughlin has been arrested, so it's really awkward. <laughs> Does she play a good character or a bad character on When Calls the Heart? She plays an angelic character, and she's the mayor of the town. <laughs> she's the town. She's the town mayor and one of the moms of the kids and the main character's best friend. And she's like the second best character. Like she had to be taken off all the promotionals and they delayed episodes to try and edit like her, how they can edit her character out. Oops. Yeah. Not good. Okay. Back to, back to the episode. Um, You know how, at first, Hookhand is so mean and dismissive of his little brother and his dream. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really interesting dynamic because he kind of overcame the same difficulties and played the piano, but then he wouldn't let his brother follow his dream. So I thought that was kind of an interesting tension between the two of them. Yeah, that was kind of strange, like playing the piano is you know kind of odd for someone who has a hook hand like dancing would be kind of odd for someone who has a hook foot you think you would encourage each other yeah it was it was kind of a good example i guess of how in real life like sometimes people have double standards like oh i can do this but you that person shouldn't be able to do it or something Mm -hmm. and i loved how passionate rapunzel was getting about standing up to hook hand like she is a defender of the weak and the oppressed, and she will stand up to him even though he's her friend and bigger than her. If he's been mean to his brother, she's going to butt in. Yeah, I thought that was really funny when she had Pascal bring her a bench so she could be taller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she was like, wrong answer, bub. Yeah, she was. I thought it was funny how Eugene kept saying, we should have revenge. You should take revenge. And then Rapunzel's like, shh, Eugene, shh, 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 shh. <laughs> What was Hookhand's deal with Eugene? He just didn't like him because they didn't get along in the the movie? I, I guess so, yeah. They just did not like each other. <laughs> not even at the end when the heartfelt moment happened. Yeah, yeah. Eugene got some mixed signals there. <laughs> yeah. Well, to um, finish this episode off, are there any last second observations or funny moments you wanted to highlight? No, just the, the seal honking made me really happy. And I did like when the king met Rapunzel and he was he was like copious amounts of blonde hair and a, and a green snail or whatever. Like, you must be Rapunzel. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Her reputation precedes her. Yes, yes, it does. Well, I just wanted to mention, speaking of the seal, when they make that pun about the seal of approval, (laughs) Cassandra's face is so fed up. (laughs) Oh, really? I I didn't even notice her face. (laughs) Well, she she does like the face palm thing where she just like slaps her face with her hand because she's so outraged by that pun. Oh, it is pretty funny. Yeah, there wasn't much Cassandra in this episode, but that part was really funny, I thought. (laughs) Our next stop isn't anywhere. It's Rapunzel, day one. And this episode actually came out 
today as well, but we didn't get to watching that one, unfortunately, due to scheduling. So we'll have a review of that episode probably um, within the next few days or something. But um, until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Corona Podcast and send us messages via our official podcast email, coronaconversations at gmail.com. Um, and this has been Corona Conversations. The conversation has come to a close. I've been Caleb. I'm Anna. And keep it tangled. Why? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you have something better? No.